I'm Brad Bright, and this is the God is the Issue podcast, where we seek to help you make God the issue in every issue. Today, we're going to be talking about faith, fatalism, and America's future. Folks, if this is something you're enjoying, don't forget to like and subscribe, because that really helps us get the word out. You know, in the 1980s, I worked on the staff of Senator William Armstrong from Colorado. He was a godly man, but he was also extremely smart. And he was so smart that in the office, we used to joke that the only reason he had a staff is so he wouldn't make the other United States senators feel bad. But humor aside, this brilliant man privately, he never said it publicly, but privately would say, you know, I can't hope to turn America around as United States senator. I can't even hope to stop the slide. All I can do is slow it down. You know, that doesn't inspire a lot of hope, does it? And I remember probably about 20 years ago, we were hearing Chuck Colson speak. And Chuck Colson, again, is another extremely smart man. He started Prison Fellowship. He started the Colson Center. But as he was speaking that day, my wife was starting to get agitated. And afterwards, she said to me, he said, she said, all he talks about is doom and gloom in America. He says, we're beyond the point of no return. You know, what am I supposed to do with that? Is there really no hope? And folks, that was, that was probably 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. And he thought he was bad then. Oh, it's a lot worse today. And I think we all know that. You know, we have a, have a lot of idiots for leaders, don't we? A lot of them, and then you see mass shootings. It's like they're all happening every week now. We have sexual perverts going after our kids. Child suicide is higher than it's ever been. We have men who think they're women. The fentanyl crisis has exploded. The rule of law is an absolute joke in this country today. Social Security is heading toward insolvency. Inflation is devaluing our currency. There's another possible Great Depression looming, looming on the horizon. We're being invaded from our southern border. You know, and America hasn't been this polarized since the Civil War. And on top of all that, Russia, China, and Iraq have joined forces against us. You think that's bad? It's going to get worse, I promise you. But now let me give you some hope. Let me give you real hope. Do you know what both Chuck Colson and Bill Armstrong agreed on? They firmly believed that God is sovereign, that God decides, that God is fully capable of turning America around. But folks, that only happen if God brings revival to this nation. Notice I didn't say if revival comes to this nation because revival doesn't just happen. God has to send revival or it doesn't occur because God, God is sovereign. God is in control. When we say God is sovereign, what we mean is God is in complete and total control. We, it means he is the sovereign king. Now, then you can respond to God's sovereignty in one of two ways. Some Christians say, well, if God's in control, then there's just nothing I can really do about it, right? And that's fatalism. Folks, that's fatalism. If you, if you listened to my podcast a few weeks ago uh, on my, regarding my cancer diagnosis and the sovereignty of God, you know that I, in the past I've had a tendency to be a fatalist regarding God's sovereignty. You know, I, I kind of 
was more of an Eeyore than a Tigger. And if you grew up listening to Winnie the Pooh as a kid, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's probably, folks, because folks, of my Presbyterian upbringing, you know, predestination for those of you uh, who understand those things. Presbyterians are heavily into predestination. You know, God willed it, so therefore it will happen. God willed it not to happen, therefore it won't happen. And frankly, that can easily slide into fatalism. But there's another way we can view God's sovereignty. And I think this is the biblical way to view God's sovereignty. And it's to say, if God's in control, then there's absolutely nothing I can't do empowered by his spirit. Folks, that's called faith. So let me ask you, faith or fatalism, which one best describes you in relationship to God's sovereignty? Let me, let me make it real practical. When you watch the evening news... Which one best describes you, faith or fatalism? You know, polls show that a majority of Americans don't think the future looks very bright, and you may be one of them, but I'm not. I'm not, and here is why. The last few years of my dad's life before he passed away, he said repeatedly again and again, I believe there's another revival coming to America, and it will be characterized by love. I'm going to repeat that. He said there's another revival coming to America and it will be characterized by love. Now, in light of that, we need to ask the two obvious questions. First, what is our role? Second, what is God's role? Let's start with our role first. Since God is sovereign, since he is the one in control, since he is the only one that can bring revival, we need to be asking him to bring revival every day. Our primary responsibility, our primary role is to ask God to cause revival in America. We need to be asking him that every day. But also we need to recognize something. We need to recognize that the darkness in America is not the problem. It's not the real problem. Is there a lot of darkness in America? Yes, there is. But it's not the real problem. The real problem is there's not enough light. And folks, if there's not enough light then we can do something about that, right? Jesus said, we are to be salt and light. Jesus' strategy was to use us to bring light to the world. Now then, you know, because light casts out darkness, but, but let, me, let me say this. It is not your pastor's responsibility to be light in your neighborhood. That is your responsibility. Now, the, the second obvious question is, what is God's role? And God's role is to cause revival. He's the only one that can do it. So let me ask you the million-dollar question here. Here it is. If you and I are not willing to pray, asking God to send revival, and then to be light in our communities, how likely is it, do you think, that God will cause revival? I think that's... uh, about zero. That would be my opinion. But then again, I'm not God. You, you, you can reach your own opinion on that. See, because you can respond to God's sovereignty either as a fatalist and do nothing, or you can respond to God's sovereignty in faith. Now, what is faith, folks? Faith is not just belief. Faith is acting on belief. That's what faith is. Faith is primarily an action. That's why James, that's why James, the brother of Jesus said, faith without works is what? Is dead. 
Faith without works is dead because faith is primarily acting on belief. So folks, it's time for you and for me to turn up the light, trusting that our sovereign God will act in response to our faith. America's destiny is at stake. Our children's future is at stake. Our children's children's future is at stake. It's time for each of us to go out and make God the issue. It's time for us to love our neighbors as Jesus commanded us. Like my dad, I believe there's another revival coming to America, and I believe it will be characterized by love. But it will only happen if we will each be faithful to pray daily, to ask God to send revival, and then to actively extend the love of Christ to our neighbors and to our fellow countrymen. God is the issue. So let's go out and make him the issue in love.